Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. An 8% chance to make the playoffs is what we were told heading into the start of the homestand Tuesday night. Eight. Last year at this time, it was 99.8 the day after Labor Day. But okay, eight. Yaz's number. Cal Ripken, Kobe Bryant, Steve Young, Troy Aikman. Eight. The number of sides on a stop sign. The number of... An octopus's tentacles, the atomic number of oxygen, which is, of course, the very thing we all need to breathe and live. Eight is the luckiest number possible in Chinese culture. It's the number of seconds you need to stay up on the bulls. We all learned in the cowboy up season of 2003. It's the the mile road on which Eminem grew up. Eight, you turn it on its side, it's infinity. A number that goes on and on and on, like the stupid beginning of a podcast especially since the Red Sox lost on Tuesday, and now that number is down to 7%. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Sox Podcast. And here's your host. Eight percent. If that's your body fat, that's outstanding. Eight percent is a chance to make it into the postseason through some backdoor wild court portal. Uh, not as exciting, but eight percent is where the Sox began on Tuesday with 25 games to go. The Ocho. Josh Lewin with you. And here's what we knew heading into Tuesday night at Fenway with Minnesota coming in. Uh, the Red Sox were 11-4 and four since August 13th, best in the American League. That's good. But also for the year, 23-37 and 37 against teams with winning records. That's bad. And the Minnesota Twins, first place in the American League Central, most definitely a winning team. Most def. Uh, a mashing team. A franchise record for home runs by basically the beginning of August. A shot to have the most home runs in a single season ever. Here are some other things we knew uh, in the chase for a playoff spot. And let's define that, by the way, by playoff spot. We mean the chance to play one game at Cleveland, Tampa Bay, or Oakland, win that game, then go to Houston to face Verlander and Cole and eventually Zach Greinke. Anyway, uh, the Indians have a favorable schedule, although there are six games for them with Minnesota going on there. And Cleveland did not a great offense right now, but they do have the league-best ERA of 3.62. Tampa Bay is ninth in runs. They looked ready to fade big time in July, but their pitching has kept them where they are right now. And the, the Rays have games against the Orioles this week, seven coming up against the Blue Jays. Oakland is rolling. On June 8th, the A's were 32-33. and 33. Since then, they're 46-23. and 23. They've had one three-game losing streak in that time. They, they can do a little bit of everything. And their schedule is very favorable. they got four games against Detroit and three against Kansas City coming up. The A's are in fine shape. So uh, for the 8% chance, could this somehow still be done? 
That's what everybody wanted to know walking in the gates at Fenway. Well, the, the 2007 Colorado Rockies offer the brightest example of hope for this because they had about 26 games to go, I guess it was. They had the seventh best record in the National League then, 69 and 66, one wild card spot available. They needed to have a great run and have their competition crumble. And that's what happened. Colorado went 20 and 6. San Diego played 500. The Mets played 500. The Dodgers went 12 and 15. Rockies beat the Padres in a tiebreaker, and they kept right on rolling until they ran into the Josh Beckett buzzsaw in the World Series. So uh, we look to that. We look to the reverse of the 2011 Red Sox collapse that led the, the Rays into the playoffs. Joey Cora recently reminded brother Alex that the 1995 Mariners, a team that he played for, went 20-9 and nine down the stretch and ended up all the way in the ALCS. Magical things can happen in September. And we said Tuesday night, hey, they just had a 6-2 and two trip through the West. The Red Sox are 40-29 and 29 on the road. That's all good. Should give them some hope. Uh, but they are just 34-34 and 34 at home. Uh, okay, well, let me straighten it back out the other way. We like some of the hitters right now, right? Mookie Betts, 8 for his last 20. Leads the majors in runs scored on a pace for 145. That's Ted Williams' territory. Rafael Devers, 221 batted balls with an exit velo of 95 or more. That's best in the majors. He's got the most hits, most extra base hits, second to Mookie in runs. First player with at least 100 runs and 100 runs batted in at the age of 22 since Miguel Cabrera. Only Ted Williams has ever done that as a Red Sox 22-year-old. Uh, Xander Bogarts coming up on 1,000 hits for his career. Bats after Devers. He would be the 32nd player to get 1,000 hits for the Red Sox, but only the third to get there before turning 27. Tris Speaker and Bobby Doerr were the other ones. 30 home run, 45 double season. The only uh, shortstop ever to go 30 and 50 doubles in a season was A-Rod. That is certainly in range. Then you go to J.D. Martinez, who just had the 14 for 30 road trip, six home runs, 18 runs batted in. And for the year now, a 590 slugging percentage, 34 home runs, could get to 40. Very real possibility. He'll join Pujols and A-Rod as the only righties in this century with three straight years, 300 batting average, 40 or more home runs. So all of that, you, you throw it in there and welcome the Minnesota Twins, and it's J.D. against Nelson Cruz, essentially, the two hottest hitters since July the 22nd. Those stats bear that out. And you look to Rick Porcello. You try to ignore the 5.42 ERA. Chris Sale, of course, done for the season. David Price, 4.36 ERA, last won a game on July the 7th. Nate Evaldi was a reliever for a month after coming off the injured list. He gets back in the rotation, does nothing. You thank God for Eddie Rodriguez. We'll talk more about him in a little bit. Those starting troubles have worn down the bullpen, and we've talked about that on the podcast before. But uh, what's clear is that uh, a David Price, 4.36 ERA, sale being out for the year, Evaldi not showing much, and Porcello going on fumes here, it's led to an overworked bullpen. And the Sox, who have led after seven innings 72 times, that's as many as the Rays, more than Cleveland, they have lost nine times, nine times, when they have led after seven. By comparison, the Rays have lost four times, Cleveland three times. So there's your difference when you take a look at these playoff standings right now. So uh, five and a half out heading in Tuesday night. Porcello on the mound. And save for the knowledge, at least, he had pitched very well against the Twins lineup in Minnesota two months back. Seven innings, four hits, couple of runs. Very acceptable. So, Rick, buddy, what the hell was that on Tuesday night? Four innings. 
Eight hits, six runs, four extra base hits. There was a double for Luis Arias, a two-run triple by Jake Cave. There were home runs by Miguel Sano, his 27th, 452 feet, and in the center field camera well. Nelson Cruz hit his 35th. Nelson Cruz, who didn't even begin to get cracking in his big league career until he was 27, once traded for Kevin Mench. Guy would have looked damn good in a Red Sox uniform instead of Steve Pierce. Or Edwin Encarnacion would have been fine, too. But let's, let's not go down that path. Six straight seasons of at least 35 home runs for Cruz. He's going to be 40 years old next season. You, you tip your hat. Porcello, though, uh, with a 5.63 ERA now, and that's a full run and a half more than last year. He's turned into the 2011 John Lackey right before our eyes. And uh, the last four Red Sox starters now back to Friday in Anaheim. Four innings, one inning, two innings, four innings. And that's a problem. In a 6-5 loss... And we'll get to the five that the Red Sox scored in a bit. But here's a little piece of Porcello after the game. Yeah, I sucked. That's the bottom line. Uh, six runs and four innings, not going to get it done. You know, we need to win every game right now. And uh, that's the part that hurts the most is going out there and giving it up like that. Um, I got to say, hats off to our bullpen. What they've been doing, not only the last couple of weeks, but the entire year, it's 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 really difficult. And they've been absolutely incredible. And uh you know, I'm a big reason putting them in the tough spots and just want to say hats off to them because it's it's been outstanding what they've been doing, picking up innings. And, you know, the only guy that's pitched deep in the games is Eddie. Other than that, they've been coming in in the second, third, and they've been outstanding. So that's, that's all i got to say there. Why were you You know, same old story. Uh, misfire on pitches. You know, Christian to Cruz and Sano, he called different pitches. I shook off to get to those, and I didn't execute them. And not only does it result in a hit, but it resulted in home runs. And uh, it's entirely on me. I don't know what else to say besides I'm frustrated, embarrassed. Uh, that's it. You know, working hard and, and putting everything into it, but effort level doesn't get you doesn't get you wins in the big leagues. It's executing pitches. So. Knowing that you guys, the schedule that you guys had coming up in just this week, that you didn't go deep into the game. Yeah, it's been it's been tough all year. Um, that's it. I mean, you know, no excuses other than the fact that I've been terrible. All right, let's get to the Red Sox scoring piece here. Porcello left them down six nothing, but the Sox would make it a game in the bottom of the fifth. They got four in, and the big blow a down the line. Home run by Rafael Devers, his 29th of the year to right field. Uh, bottom of the seventh, chance to tie it or take the lead. It was two on two out for Devers, taking him at Sam Dyson, already with that three-run homer in the bank. This time he goes opposite field. Usually that's good for Devers at Fenway. Not this time. It did not get out, and it stayed a 6-4 uh, to uh, four game at that point. Bottom of the eighth, that's when they would get closer. Benintendi's 13th home run of the year on Benintendi bobblehead night, no less. This one to center, and that's a 335 batting average since the All-Star break for Benny. Uh, he's done that very, very quietly. And also now you can say nine different Red Sox with 13 or more home runs. Never been done by a Red Sox team till now. Mitch Moreland hit by a pitch. Chris Owings pinch runs. Christian Vasquez against Taylor Rogers strikes out after an eight-pitch at bat. So you're going to need the magic in the bottom of the ninth. You need a redux of April 11th. Down 6-5 to five at Fenway. They found a way. That was back when the Sox were 3-9, and nine, I would point out. They won that game 7-6, to six, walking it off on a Moreland home run and a Devers single a few batters later. Of course, that was against Toronto, a team 35 games out now. This is against Minnesota, 
five games up in the AL Central. Devers would have his moment again. He'd be up there. It was uh, Holt to lead off. The Brock Star opposite field ground ball single. Alex Cora pinch hits. Gorky's Hernandez for Jackie Bradley. Gorky's gets a bunt down. Uh, Marco Hernandez pinch running gets to second. Mookie bounces to the pitcher, though. Drops it. Allows Hernandez to take third. But it's Betts out, leaving it to Devers. Lefty versus lefty. Takes all those deep breaths. He steps in there with 107 runs batted in. 104 of them since May 3rd. But he strikes out on three pitches. And that's your ball game. 6-5 final. Alex Cora spoke. Uh, he struggled with command. Um, you know, hit by pitch. I walked to Nelson. Um, two strike hit by Sano. Um, the two triple, you know, to, to Caves. Uh, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. So, you know, it wasn't his best one. And then the, the Red Sox offense made it a close game. I mean, big swing by Rafi to get us back in the game. Um, you know, Ben stay on a fastball going the other way. We did everything possible in the last, you know, we'll take our chances with Mookie and, and Rafi. The man's going position. It just didn't happen. You know, Rogers made some good pitch, and he got out of it. And the bullpen was once again tremendous. Can you talk about your bullpen? They did a good job. They did a good job um, uh, from <laughs> JT. I mean, that was a weird one, but we had to do it that way. And uh, BJ, and we kept going and putting up zeros. You know, we've been doing that for a while now. And, uh you know, just giving the office a chance to, to come back. But, um, you know, um, it's hard to do it that way the whole time. It, it is very hard. And, uh, you know, we, if we have to switch plans or do something different, you know, um, we'll do it. But, you know, we just got to try to contain the offense the first few innings so we can get the lead and we can go to the big guys out there. How, how hard is it to figure out the balancing act in the fifth inning of, you know, getting as much as you can out of Rick, getting the bullpen? Uh, it's, it's, it's very tough because I know where we're going this week and how many off days we don't have. So, uh, you know, we, we push those guys very hard on, on the road trip. Um, we were actually one hitter away from, from going to JT. you got to trust Rick against Sano and, uh, and Cruz, you know. Uh, we got to get out, and we just didn't happen. I mean, it's been a, a regular theme this year with the starters at, at home. You know, how, when, how how surprising is it just to see, you know, the lack of execution or just let, that lack of ability to get out of a, a, a jam? I mean, um, I ran into a number the other day. I think when runners in scoring positions, you know, the, the OPS is, if not the worst, it's one of the worst in the big leagues against our starters. And, uh, um, Keeping the ball in the ballpark, um, limiting traffic, that's the most important thing. Uh, avoiding the big inning, and that's been going on from the get-go. So, um, you know, we trust these guys. These guys have done it the whole careers, you know. It just happened that this year they haven't, haven't been able to be consistent at it. You see flashes, and, and then something like this happened. So. Alex, regardless of whether this month has the happy ending that you're hoping that it, that it does, is there some value to what you're – the leverage situations that, that some of your younger pitchers are, have gotten to be in that can that can be important for for the future as well as being valuable in the present? You're talking about JT and uh, Darwinson? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very valuable, but at the same time, um, you know, we, we believe that they can get people out. We believe them. 
a month and a half ago when when JT came back when Darwinson went to the bullpen. You know, their stuff is good. Their stuff is really good. So, uh, yeah, they're learning. They're learning the job. You know, that's not easy to do. But um, you know, I'm not even thinking about the future. You know, I'll take care of them because I know, you know, health-wise, we need these guys to keep being consistent on a yearly basis. But now, you know, it's about getting people out right now. All right, there's a manager, and, you know, Minnesota's a good team. Eight guys with 20 home runs, and there's still four weeks to go. I mean, wow. But anyway, here's what it means. Tampa Bay split with Baltimore. No walks allowed in a doubleheader by Tampa Bay. That's unheard of, except this is also a team that a month ago against the Tigers walked none and struck out 24. As Ron Burgundy said after Baxter ate that entire wheel of cheese, I'm not even mad. I'm, I'm just impressed. Cleveland lost to the White Sox 6-5, to five. so... The Red Sox lose no games in the standings to Cleveland. Both teams disappointing 6-5 losses, but they do lose a half a game to Tampa Bay. And if you add it all up, it's still five and a half out. Another day X'd off on the calendar. And the Poindexters tell us that chance to get in the playoffs now is down to 7%. By the way, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck was at Fenway and will stay there the rest of the homestand. Just an observer. They will not activate him. Hopefully Chavis gets activated soon. And if you missed this, Cole Sturgeon at Pawtucket. Three home runs in the Paw Sox finale, including the walk-off winner. And that's nice. Just as we were getting done with the Angels, uh, seeing Trout and Salmon, there's Sturgeon doing something in the Red Sox organization. Tim Salmon does a nice job now on the, the uh, post-game shows, I guess he does now. It's kind of the Jim Rice role on Nesson that Salmon is doing out west. All right, so back to Fenway. It's got to be Erod now, and he was... Fine against Colorado last time, though we did see a scoreless streak come to an end at about 21 innings. 16 wins. Only three other pitchers in the majors can say that. His last 11 starts, one loss, 2.78 ERA. Leads the majors in run support, so that all portends good things. Jose Barrios for Minnesota. Problem is he's good. 11-7, and 7, 3.57. And I leave you with that number, 7. That's the percentage chance they're telling us now, but... Uh, as Alex Cora says, they're going to keep fighting, and, and I, I will echo that. You take two out of three against Minnesota, that's probably about what you could expect. You're going to have to take three out of four against the Yankees. You've already done that once this year, and that will probably have to happen too. Mojo, baby. Get some back, and uh, hopefully it will happen on Wednesday night. This is Josh Lewin. This is Sox Daily, and you can subscribe to it, even though it is September already. If you haven't done that yet, just go to iTunes and voila. Take it easy. Again, 6-5 the final, unfortunately, on Tuesday night. Bye-bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 